So what did Russell Wilson do again? What was he doing on the plane? Uh, he was doing Pilates on the plane. And uh, he was getting his eagle on in the aisle. And how did we find out about this? He told us. Told us every detail. He said, <laughs> eight-hour flight. He said for like four hours, he was dropped down. He got his eagle on. He was doing high knees, showing off his meg knees while everyone else was sleeping. And then he said um, he watched film. And then um, he was getting treatment. And then he think he slept for an hour. Hmm. I didn't even know he snoozed. thought he was yeah. so excited. He slept for one hour, but he said he was doing high knees and um, getting his eagle on when everyone else was asleep. Why yeah. do you think he always does things like that? Who is he trying to prove things to? Because it's it can't be the casual fan. Is he trying to impress other football players? With I, think that to, I think he's trying to show his team like he's all in and stuff. And you know, Sierra, she knows how to do like a lot of like moves where she drops down and has to use her knees. So I think he was showing off some of her upcoming dance moves um, when she, whenever she drops an album. Well, I mean, we heard about her male companion in the game, Omarion. You saw him body popping the summer madness. He was snapping his fingers. Yeah. And <laughs> that was sick. That was like praise dancing. Yeah. <laughs> and he does like the little uh the little Egyptian pharaoh joints too. He loves those. He Whoa. likes using his wrist a lot when he dances. Oh uh, man. So do you think that Russell Wilson do you think that the Haiti gets is justified? Um, I kind of don't get it honestly. It almost seems like because he wants to do the right thing. Even white people tease him about it, like Mark Schlereth and um Whoa, what's his name? Schlereth. I don't know that nigga's that name. Schlereth. You, you try to sauce it up. <laughs> what is it? Excited. I don't know. Mark Schlereth. I don't know. That nigga's name's his name's wild. But even people like Mike Greenberg make fun of him. His corny ass. Like they all like Max was making fun of him. Um, I don't I don't get it, honestly. Think it's, do you think it's getting crazy when even the nerds are making fun of him? Yeah, I think it's because he's black. It's like, no, I don't want to make it about race, but um, yeah, I just think he needs to just have a little bit of imperfection. That's what people like. People don't like good, perfect people. They hate it on Jesus, you know? Hey, man, he wants to be a candy king, but I don't think football, I don't think they want a candy quarterback. Even Tom Brady, he's become a celebrity, and now look at his life. When he was relaxed, it wasn't yeah. distressful. When you hey, want to be a celebrity, I think that's when it gets geeky because it's like, all right, you obviously want the fans' attention because you want to – act like you're cool or you know you want to be a spokesman one day and sell different ads but i don't think the average fan looks at him like that seems like the football former football players don't like him because they feel like he's an actor he's not genuine so mm, true i feel like Peyton manning did all the right things well Peyton man is a white man he can do what he wants especially when his daddy 
was the second pick in the draft, and he was the first pick, and his little brother was the first pick. They had to sell that. They're the football first family. And then I feel like Tebow did all the right things. I never heard of his teammates. Hate well, Tebow loved Jesus. He wasn't trying to be all up in the camera all-star, you know. Russell Wilson is trying to be an all up in the camera all-star, but I don't think people want him to be in the camera. Broncos country, let's ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've been watching this football, you know I've been looking straight on that. It's, it's TNT, Thursday night. Chopper suit convos, if you didn't know where you were. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I've been watching it, you know what I'm saying, watching these ugly-ass offenses play football. So what's going on? Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, it's cool. It's 10-10, it's, uh, ugly oh. defensive Ravens <laughs> football game. You know, Tom Brady's struggling because he going to weddings and trying to juggle his family and football and kind of doing whatever he wants. Then uh, Lamar's kind of struggling because, you know, he has a weird high school offense with no receivers and, like, third string (laughs) running backs. (laughs) So He already know black quarterback. Yeah. Mix. Shout out Bigger Rankin. You know, the football gods never let uh, Tom Brady lose to people like Lamar, so. I mean, he's lost, well, not in the Super Bowl or a big game, but, yeah, he's lost to Lamar Jackson before in the regular season. Mm, yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen now. He's going to bounce back and make the media talk about him all week. True. Well, hey, sorry. So what do you expect Russell Wilson to turn it around with the Broncos or do you think he's just cooked for the season and he can bounce back next year? I think he'll turn it around a little bit, but it'll be too late. And then I think he'll bounce back. I don't think this is the end of Russell uh, Wilson, honestly. I think he's still got some left in the tank. I'm not writing him off yet. Honestly, I'm not. I think his offensive weapons, like, they suck to me. They're not, they don't suck. They're just good regular niggas like Cortland Sutton is a good receiver but he ain't got no wiggle he ain't got no sauce to him no swag to him he just has a good body size and speed and shit but he don't really got no like no sauce to him and then like Melvin Gordon's a really good running back but he also doesn't have any sauce and you know Jerry Judy's probably the most swagged out person that he has on his team and I feel like those little swaggy intangibles help make players more than just like abilities and shit so their offense is just boring and their players aren't really that creative with their playing style. So I feel like that has something to do with it. Tyler Lockett, on the other hand, was a creative player. He's not the most athletic or the biggest, but... Definitely he gets the ball in. Lays down. He can get shit done, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> well, speaking of older people trying to prove themselves, did you listen to Uncle Jeezy's Gangsta Grills, Snowfall? Yes, I did. I did listen to it. And how did you feel? Is the snowman back for you? Um, he could be back if he take like if he drops maybe like only like once or twice a year. And um, it was pretty cool. He does have a lot of old man um metaphors and stuff, and like very like Paul Wall esque metaphors, like Bugs Bunny's lunch type stuff, and like he's posted like a mailbox type stuff. But um, it was it wasn't bad. The beats were pretty cool. Drama did his thing. I like the Ford Two Doug song. 
I like the ESTG song, and I like the uh, Street Cred song, bragging about not being, you know, like doing the opposite of bragging about the streets. That was fun to hear. I liked his his little uh, reggaeton tracks, <laughs> Senior Jeezy tracks, Senior Jeezy. Those were pretty cool, but yeah, that project was good. Um, I would give it off one listen to three and a half out of five. I liked how he tried to, you know, get on the Detroit wave, the Michigan wave production style, try to link back up with D. Richie's on a lot of the, of the production. The features were cool. You know, people were saying Fort 2 Doug has a lot of old school uncle swag so it's cool that they linked up and then of course people try to say ESTG is the next Jeezy so that was a nice link up uh Dirk was cool on the feature too so yeah it is a pretty solid project it does show me though that um at this day and age and like this point in time Jeezy's a, I mean Gucci's a better rapper than him right now though yeah he is like Gucci still be rapping pretty hard and pretty tight. Yeah. He's, he's spitting a little bit for Gucci for like that type of style compared to Jeezy. Jeezy has to slow it down and like, you know, but his slowdown is cool. It's not it's not as bad as the other old man slowdowns. What's the worst slowdown right now in the rap game? Who has to slow down and honor their flow and it pisses you off? Um, I haven't heard any old niggas new shit in a while because Nas don't slow down. That nigga be rapping at a, as an old man. Hey, King's Disease thir- uh, 3, November 11th come down a couple weeks. Are these the best um three in a row Nas projects that you've heard? Well, do you assume it would be the best once the third one comes out? Uh... Like, is this, is, is this one of his better runs of his career? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he won a Grammy for the first time. That's nice. Uh, King's Disease was solid. King's Disease 2 is better. And then Magic was even better than King's Disease 2. So, yeah, this is one of his best runs, especially when you look at it 30-plus years since he started. So, yeah, it is impressive. And it probably is a top five trilogy in rap history if King's Disease 3 delivers. So we'll see. But that's the thing with Nas. He doesn't have to deal with the pressures other people do. When Jay-Z was doing Blueprint, he was still the king of rap competing. Uh, Who else? What other? Well, Lil Wayne messed it up by continuing after Carter three. He could have had a great trilogy, but he just kept going. <laughs> yeah, who else has a pretty good trilogy? For me, the best trilogy is We Got It For Cheap, the Rib Gang. That's the best trilogy. One, two, three, fire. It gets better and better, but those are mixtapes. Not everyone's going to see it the same way because they don't listen to the real game. So I think to a lot of people, like the Blueprint or the Carters are the best series in rap history to them. Yeah, because I mean, there hasn't been that many, if you think about it, if unless you count in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
that's what the game is historically in the last 10, 15 years is that niggas will take a mixtape series that they have and then they'll make one of them an album. Like I think even French did it with Mac and Cheese. Future made DS2 an album. So that's what people been doing. Big Sean made Detroit 2 an album. So that's when I think Meek Mill, he tried to make DC4 an album, but they was like, no, 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 boy, that's a mixtape. Where are you going? So, I mean, the rappers do try to make a hot mixtape series and album, but not everyone's able to do so because not everyone has the same fan base that cares about a specific series. So, like, Future was able to capitalize off the Dirty Sprite series but for example, like I would mention, Meek Mill, Dream Chasers is a legendary mixtape series, but his album or project that when he tried to sell it, it didn't sell the same way. And he'll say it's because the label didn't put the money behind it. So it gets tricky. But yeah, speaking of Nas, though, it's amazing to see how he's like, he can, well, you, I don't, I don't think you can argue this, but it's. He's almost able to match like the first half of his career with like the end of his career. Can... <laughs> it's not that good. Slow down. Negative. The beginning of his career is Illmatic and it was written two undisputable classics. He ain't doing that. He's just well, he's doing what very about the middle for an old man. Is he doing better than the middle half of his career? What's the middle half of his career? Stillmatic Godson. Nostradamus. Nah. And Nostradamus, that's what his third album. Nah, Nostradamus. Oh, yeah, still mad at Godson and Nigger and Hip Hop is Dead. And uh, Streets Disciple. Yeah, Streets Disciple, Hip Hop is Dead were, yeah, they were pretty good. But the, the Nigger album was very good. I like God's son. Hip Hop, Hip Hop. Yeah, so yeah, I. I can't call it. You can just say, hey, on quality, because we already know he's not selling like he used to back then because he's not as relevant as an artist and he's not on a major label anymore. So they're not pressing no button for new Nas music. So you just got to get him where you fit in. But right now he's doing his thing. I think people are, you know, joking, having fun. Like, oh, well, <laughs> Nas said he's about to drop an album, so Jay-Z must be about to drop, right? You already know their, their little history. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but uh, it's good for Nas. But we know Nas is dropping November 11th. But a lot of brothers are spooked because that white woman, T.S., yeah. not Terror Squad, Taylor Swift is making him lean back, get out the way. You heard what Drake said. He said, 40 got COVID, man. <laughs> Metro said, hey, man, I got more samples to clear. I didn't even know I had this much work to do still. They think Taylor Swift's going to take away from their sales? Yeah, she will because she suppresses the marketplace. If your dream is to have the number one album in America, you can't do it with her stomping around. Oh, I forgot. That's the thing. Not just Yeah, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. And she has a million people really buying her music, not streaming it. A yep. million real sales. Vinyls. 
Yeah, CD. Final. So that's the difference. That's why they want to get out the way. Their dream is to have the number one album in America. Get out the way, yo. Get out the way, yo. Drake and 21. Gosh. Whoa. You think they're nervous? I mean, their album, Her Loss. Are you excited about that? What do you want from it? First of all, before we get into that, did you listen to Grandpa Snoop's uh, tape? Yeah, I listened to the snippets. I wasn't pleased. Yeah, this beats, man. He he needs He's a hook. No, it's really his. He don't know how to be an old school nigga. He picks like these hip hoppy ass, almost New York electronic beats and shit. He had like one or two West Coast sounding beats, but he don't do none of the Cardo sound G funk shit at all. Like even E Forty knows how to kind of like do a little bit of knows how to is a better artist at at an old age. He knows how to do cool shit as an old man. He needs to That's learn. E40 is just making good good music that he enjoys while Snoop is one of those I need to impress New York. Please like me. Hip hop. Yeah, like he has he is. I, want, I want New York to like me, so I'm going to make a Gangster Grills with a Philly nigga, but I want it to sound like 1983 New York. It sounds like that I want to rock right now Snoop song yeah. type beats. Good. Like those kind of beats, nobody wants to hear Snoop on that. I want to hear Snoop on some Cardo shit, like this, like the song he did with Young Thug, Higher. I want to get higher. That shit, like shit, like that. Hey, man, Grandpa Snoop ain't gonna give you that. But anyways, back to uh, her loss. Now go ahead. Speaking of gangster grills, did you listen to NBA Young Boys Gangster Grills? No, I didn't listen to it. Yet. It's too much for me. Like too much music. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I forgot. Like if you even had one too. He had the big gangster grills, not Grandpa Jeezy. Uh his was best, the best one. I mean, the most notable because he is the relevant artist still, you know, at the peak of his career, while Snoop and Jeezy are a legend still making music. So the pressure is different. Mm-hmm. And speaking of people that are about to drop that isn't afraid, Kodak is about to drop too. Kodak and NBA Youngboy are both leaving Atlantic Records. They're both joining the Universal Machine. And they are releasing music even though they signed contracts with their new label. And that starts 2023. So that's interesting. But yeah, back to 21 and Drake. Do you think Drake... That that twenty one is Drake's best collaborator outside of Future, or do you think he makes better music than Future does with Drake? I think he's Drake's best collaborator. Um, yeah, period. I think he makes better. I think him and Twenty One make better music than Drake and Future, and I'm actually excited considering like I like sneaking. Um. Jimmy Cooks, of course, just goes hard as fuck. Um, Knife Talk, that shit cranks too. Like they just know how to like do some shit together. And then Drake likes to get evil with Twenty One. I've noticed, like when he was like, "Um, if the devil's in the details, then I'm satanic." Like he likes getting real evil with Twenty One for some reason. But um, Twenty One is the slaughter game. I'm He's doing a Halloween destruction. I'm doing a Halloween party this Saturday, and I'm probably I'm most likely gonna play Knife Talk. I might even play sneaking because you know sneaking got like that Halloween feel to it, but um, so yeah, like I already I already had like 
me going through like my little shit that I'm gonna play, I've listened to a few of their songs. Oh yeah, even the um Miss Wright for her. Like they just know how they can make very they make commercial music very well together and it still stays like and 21 adds like a nice gangster element while future and drake they get a little too poppy sometimes if when they want to be ladies men like um used to this they do good on that type of stuff but their other shit is just kind of like beat switches like grammys and um the working hard song that they did two years i mean ago. isn't that jimmy cook's song a beat switch song yeah but future can't even though uh 21 doesn't rap on the houston beat Drake doesn't do that Houston swaggy shit with Future like that. He well, I know you didn't listen to it, but he literally did <laughs> on Certified Lover Boy. They, they rap on uh, what's get that? Throat. Get yeah, throat. like he <laughs> does do that. <laughs> yeah, but not like that one. That Jimmy Cook's joint is more of a Memphis. Houston that's beat. what I'm saying. He does Memphis rap with Twenty One because he knows Twenty One is a Memphis rap kid. Just no, like to me, that was more of a Pimp C beat to me. Well, I don't look at it like that because, you know, it's a play of fly or something simple. That's a Memphis rap beat. That's what he uses True. 21 for. True. Knife Talk. Oh, Project Pat sample. <laughs> you like yeah. Memphis too. That's yeah, what on, he uses them for. And on Jimmy Cook's uh, 21 does the Project Pat flow. Exactly. Because take Keith. That's what I'm saying. That's what Drake uses them for. Hey, mm. I can't really hang out with any Memphis rappers because I don't want to get involved in that beef. So I'm just going to use 21 as my fake Memphis friend. That's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> my fake Memphis friend. Yeah. So that was a so that was actually a Memphis beat. What? That uh Jimmy Cooks the beginning. Of course, don't you hear the sample? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I can hear it. It just reminded me of UGK for some reason, but it does sound like some Juicy J player fly type shit. Yeah, the producers were Tay Keith, Memphis and then Vinyls and Q Beats, but yeah, that's the direction of it. The same thing, Knife Fight, Metro, you could tell they were trying to get that Juicy J, uh, DJ Paul sound. But that's the interesting thing. Jimmy Cooks and uh, Knife Talk both went number one. But then with Future and Drake, they've had Way Too Sexy and Wait For You that have also both went number one recently. So Another example of them, when they do the player shit, it's good. Wait For who? You. Future and Drake, like, used to this, wait for you. Uh, yeah, they're Dance. versatile. They make all type of songs. I mean, that's why it's interesting that Drake decided, hey, the next person I'm going to make a collab project with is 21. He's not the biggest star, but he is a star. He's successful. But it is an interesting choice because 21, you can say that brother lives a pampered life as an artist. He came in the game, Sonny blessing him. Then Metro took him under his wing. Like, if you look at his career, he's put out, since he's became a quote-unquote mainstream artist, he put out Savage Mode with Metro. Then it's the album, I Am Greater Than I Was. Then with uh, Without Warning with Offset and Metro, and then Savage Mode 2 with Metro. And now he's about to make an album with Drake. His last solo project was I Am Greater Than I Was, and that's 2018. So he gets to relax. He really does. But <laughs> I also feel like, um, you know, Future and Drake are really good together. Like, even Where You At was a good song. But I just feel like 
Drake and 21 make bigger sounding and like better like performance songs, like more get the crowd hyped songs, in my opinion. Like it's more youthful to me. Cause like when um Knife Talk came on at you know Astro World, that shit went crazy. When he performed at Travis Scott's concert that people died at, rest in peace. And that joint went crazy at that concert. And what do Travis and Drake both like to do? Use take Keith beats. So I feel like I don't know. That's why I'm kind of excited for this. I feel like this is gonna be like a moment. They're gonna have a lot of songs that just hit real hard. And 21 has that simple flow that I've been raving about the last few days that is kind of better to me. Like not I'm like not try, trying to get into this artist too much. Um that big boogie dude I've been listening to. Like when when I listen to his songs and he has like a future with Yo Gotti or um, Moneybag Yo, soon as they get on, like the energy kind of goes down. Like they coming in, like saying a bunch of words and shit and flipping it, flipping it, flipping it. It's like, oh, you just fucked the whole vibe up. Like that simple, chill flow that 21 perfects is kind of like what I'm on right now. I don't be, I don't want to hear all that shit no more. That shit's out of out of here to me. Man, you're not, you're tired of the Migos. Just, I just feel like a lot of Atlanta rappers, it's like it's it's not like what Jeezy did when he tried to please New York, but they've gotten too polished with their sound for me. Like they like when, who who has gotten polished? I mean, I guess you can say Migos, little baby, little baby Migos. Um, Future is still pretty good, but I'm counting Money Back Yo, even though he's not from Atlanta. He sounds he sounds too polished to me compared like to like um Big Boogie or like Glorilla. Like uh Yo Gotti is way too polished. She's like Jeezy kind of, but a little bit better. He's still more a little cooler than Jeezy these days, like style stylistically. But yeah, a lot of like those money bag yo Migos type of rappers, their sound is like too industry to me. I mean, and I think that that street sound like even like way too sexy that song hit hard when it first came out but that's it didn't really like that song to me is too like industry and polished and like slow like it's just not really it don't it don't really get the party like cranking in my opinion that type of sound you said that's a slow song way too sexy yeah but it's kind of like the similar tempos as the Drake and 21 songs. Uh, to say, yeah, but them shits hit hard because they have flows, the way they're flowing on it. I don't know, man. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I don't know. That Memphis sound, that Memphis bop is very, the old, because they're kind of going back to like more of an old school Memphis sound. Not like because yeah, I mean, what is the new Memphis sound? Isn't it just trying to update the old shit? What is the new Memphis sound? Well, the Memphis sound to me was what we had in the last decade with like the trap sound, but like more like I like what's going on in the last decade. But like Knife Talk is like older '90s Memphis when like in the 2010s, that was like a evolution sound of like the Memphis sound. It was like more futuristic Memphis sound while stuff like Knife Talk and Jimmy Cooks is kind of taking it back to the basics of the Memphis sound. Does that make sense or does it? Those songs, that's the thing though, with those songs, 
are they hits because it's Drake or are they hit because of the actual beat? That's the difference with me because I could see Wait For You being a successful song if Drake wasn't on it. Would it be as big? Of course not. The same as Way Too Sexy. I could hear that being a successful song, not as big without Drake, but with on Knife Talk, Jimmy Cooks, them shits aren't a hit without Drake being on it. If those were solo 21 songs, I don't think they're a hit. I can't really see to wait for you to hit because of Tim's. Yeah, first. exactly. Because of the sample. Before anyone. Way too sexy. I could see that being no, nah, I can't see that being as big of a hit without Drake, honestly. Not as big. I just can't. Like, I don't think so. I think Drake has something to do with both of them being hits. But knife talk, of course, is because of Drake, but just the part where he says gang shit, that's all I'm on. Nigga, yeah, that was a nice I like I think I called him a gangster cheerleader. That was a his gangster <laughs> cheerleader chant. What are we gonna do? When that's what it reminds you of. Yeah, not remind me like U G L Y shit, that's all I'm on. Gang shit. Yeah, it was cheerleader Pom poms. That was but, how he was swagging. Man, yeah, like shit, that's all I'm on. Yeah, I just I don't know the beats. I don't know. <laughs> what do you, What do you think? You, I'm sure you think. I'm sure you think. I think this is, album is gonna be walk through music, walk down music. I don't think this joint gonna last that long. I think Drake is at a position where he signed a new contract, and in that new contract, I gotta put out a lot of music. And who, what's the easiest way to make new music with someone or to make new music, do it with somebody else? I think it will be a good project because they're two talented artists and they're actually taking their time to make music. So I think it will be a very good project. And then someone like Drake, he's only made one collab project his whole uh, with another rapper. East Atlanta rapper. 21's only made one project with another rapper since he's become a star. So North Atlanta rapper. So I think that they're going to try to top it and they are going to have a couple hit songs on it. And people are excited because they didn't get to hear enough Drake rapping this year because he made a dance album. So now he gets to become what a young homie called Aubrey Soprano and be a, a mob boss with 21. So that'll be nice. Yeah, he don't get gangster with future like that. Yeah, because he knows it's like it's a different type of thing because future's too rugged and raw. With 21, I can act tough because you know, we're both immigrants, bro. We can we're dangerous. We're I both don't think future can we're both rap. illegal aliens. I don't think future can rap on shit like uh knife talk and um Jimmy Cook's that cool. I think he can, but it's just that's the difference. Future, uh, his sound, I think he can adapt on those beats, but Drake realizes, hey, I can't. That's the difference. Drake is a flow boss. Future is a flow boss. 21 has a cool flow, but he's not a flow master like them. That's why the Memphis tempo helps his swag so much because he can have his regular cadence. We already know 21 doesn't flip flows and cadences like that. He has his bass line, and he does it very well on the beats. He knows what the BPM works for him, 
And that's what he does. He doesn't really experiment with his sound. And I think Drake likes that. Like, I don't have to experiment with Twinkle. Like, he kind of does have to experiment with Future because they're both known as being creative with their melodies and flows with cadences. He doesn't have to do that with 21. I can just make regular rap music. And I think that's what connects. I don't have to be special. I just have to, I can do simple stuff and it's going to hit because 21 is a master of simplicity. I just feel like Future would sound like how he does on Tear the Club Up. I know know you like him on that song, but he's kind of choppy and ugly on that song. Yeah, but that's a Detroit, that's a Michigan beat. He doesn't move like that. I've heard him rap on like Tennessee style beats and he doesn't move like that. What song do you think is like a Memphis style beat that Future's ever been on? I I can't think of any. Oh, well, it's a couple years ago, but I fool with my blower heavy with a, him and Juicy J. That was on Esco Terrestrial. Um, there's a couple joints like the stuff that I hear that he does with Lil Double O and hell, those Memphis boys. He doesn't move like how he does on the other stuff. Like he gets gutter when he's with them, just like how he is with a uh, real Boston Richie. When he raps with other street rappers, he gets dirty. Not like how he does with um. Vez on the Michigan homies though, like when he's with Southern with Southern Street rappers, he gets gutted. Like that's what I like hearing. Like, um, you've heard the joint Bullseye. Like that's a Michigan style beat to me, but he goes crazy. Then Russell Wilson hasn't been the same since he heard that verse. But once again, though, like Future, he takes up a lot of space. He can't. That's what I'm saying. He dominates. He's too overpowering. I'm saying his flow. Like he can't. Like have a spaced out flow to me and like like how 21 can like I, even with little double o little double o's a rapping ass saying a lot of words ass nigga like that's what 21 is too 21 is a rapidy rapper that's no why. but like little double o be like like it's like a lot no space it ain't like no like how 21 was rapping on the jimmy cooks like he can pause and shit Yeah, but that's 21 going back to his remedial style because you already know 21, you used to not like him when he was saying straight up every three words. Now, I think he realized, oh, yeah. But I liked him on Red Ops. Simple style. But on Red Ops, I liked him, and that was very simple. Yeah, exactly, but that's when he first started rapping. That's the simple style that everyone liked. That's why when people say, oh, I like the 21 that rapped on Savage Mode compared to Savage Mode 2. That's what they're talking about. Because yeah. what's the biggest song on Running? On um Savage Mode 2, it's Running because of the Diana Ross sample. What other song blew up off that? Oh, true. That's what I'm saying. What hit songs has 21 made on his own recently? So that's why, oh, with Drake, it is going to crack because 21, he's not the hit maker that he's used to be like remember when he used to make bank account and other like dope songs by himself like red ops and that he don't do that no more Hmm. like even future this year he had puffing on zooties which is a successful solo song that's not a hit though you could say it is hit a hit because it was a top 10 single nah it's not a hit it's not why is it not a hit? It, it was it's top not 10. a hit, bro. Like it's a good song, but it's not a hit. Like are you gonna try? Are you trying to 
trick me and lie to me and say Puff on Zooties is a hit? It's not. A- I'm not trying to make it up. It was number four on the Billboard 100. It was the top five song in America. It's gold. It's a gold single. I'm not making it up. Was it at like the first day or week it came out? Nah. If it was, if it was on one week, then nah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, when it debuted, it debuted Billboard number four, and then it stayed in the top like fifteen, top twenty for the majority of the year. That's why, like those, he has two hit singles on this album. He has "Wait for You" and then "Puffing on Zooties." That's what helped the album sell so well so long because of the two singles. I don't count that as a hit. Hey man, sorry. The numbers don't lie. I mean, if that's a hit, then you can be happy with that. Go ahead, be happy with that. But that's not a hit to me. It is a hit. What? That's what I'm saying. It's not easy. You already know, especially for a Southern rapper to have a top five solo song. It doesn't happen often. I think the only ones we've had this year is Super Gremlin, Puffin' on Zooties, and it might be another one that I can't think of, but it is hard. Bitch so, bitch so pretty look better than Cassie. That's my favorite line. Yeah, that's a, a lot of people like that line. That's <laughs> one of those. The song, that's what I'm Why saying. Why they like that line so much? Everyone, I've been talking about that song for months. I was telling you about the song for months because everyone knew if they heard the snippet, that song's going to be a hit. And yeah, it worked. Bitch so pretty look better than Cassie. Damn. What's going on it? Yeah, it's cool, but I just don't think it's a hit. I know because you're mad at Future. Yeah. No, it's just I just think you guys overrate that song. You guys, I didn't know. Hey, I didn't. You guys compared the songs that it's not better than y'all call it fucking news or something too, and it's not even in the same vein. It's just not. It's just you know, he's done better than that before to me. So it's good. It's not bad at all, but it ain't all that. Nah, it, it is news is something is cool, but news is something. That beat is powerful, but I like what he says lyrically on Puffin' on Zooties more. Yeah, I mean, News of Something is kind of a very raw song, too. Yeah, it's because the beat and how his flow, like I said, he has one of the best flows ever. His cadence is crazy on it. That song is stupid, but Puffin' on Zooties, the lyrics are better. To me, Feature does the best at the kind of music that I don't like anymore. Like, just that polished, real, like, he he can't really like slow it down. Like I like that those Project Pat type rappers. He can't do that kind of stuff at all. Man, yeah, he's too good. That's he's the too thing. Creative. He's too. Yeah, creative. he's too good. He's too futuristic. <laughs> it's easy to do that slow uncle style, bro. But even Travis Scott can do like a very slow chill style. That's what makes him so good. I mean, but yeah, he hasn't done that in a long time. He's put out highest in a room is pretty chill. You said what? Highest in a room is pretty like. I'm the highest in the room. I'm looking left. I'm looking right. I'm walking down the street. I just I got some, something to eat. I see some shit that you can't feel. No, I'm running in my room. No. I do respect them for getting the NBA to make that one of their theme songs. I was like, wow, this guy's good. <laughs> he can talk about being doped up and the NBA will still use it and let Jason Tatum dunk. I don't, I don't know. Expect I, that hustle. I don't know. I like the, I like the song. It's cool to me. I just you know I already like Travis style. He has a fun. He's very his music is like a complete package to me. 
Do you think he's allowed to come back or he has to wait till 2023 or 2024? I think he should wait till 2023. Yeah. Well, obviously, the end of the year, he ain't dropping. It's over. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know if his career will ever be the same. We'll see. Yeah, we will see because his uncle Kanye was supposed to be helping him, but that brother's getting canceled from everything. That's going to actually help Travis. He doesn't need his help at all. Yeah, he doesn't, but, you know, that's who he's been hanging out with because, you know, that's his big homie, you know. When everyone was trying to cancel him, it seemed like the people that were showing love to Travis the most publicly was Kanye and then, you know, Future because Future was letting him come out on sets for Rolling Loud and doing different stuff. So, eh, sorry. But, yeah, he definitely doesn't need Kanye. And Kanye... I don't know what he's doing. Do you believe that he tried to get in the Skechers office and they said, get out of here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he knows what he's doing? Does he have a plan? I think he knew if it, if they would actually listen to him, it'll work. And if they would kick him out, that would be good publicity for him too. Um, Does he have a plan? I think he almost just wants to see if he can really get canceled. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I think he's that bored. I I pissed off the Jewish community, and I still came back, fam. Whoa, what? Who's that? See, fam. One thing about me, fam. That's not the. That's not the Kanye we know. This is white voice Kanye. Come on, man. No, when he talks to black people, fam. Oh, that's the old. That's the old seven Kanye. Yeah, that's like now. Nah, that's like two thousand five <laughs> when he got graduation. <laughs> that boy wasn't talking like a nigga no more. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he just wants to see if he can get canceled, honestly. Yeah, hey, man. I, mean, I, actually, I actually had to do some research and, like, educate myself. And um, I just wanted to – I had to – I learned a little bit about uh, Jewish – American Jewish history. That's nice. I feel like that's something that should be more normalized. I think that their success in – them being in said quote-unquote positions of power is kind of mystified and it makes it seem more um like like a conspiracy i think that it should be more like out in the open or, or well known how they have gotten into like cinema cinema media financing a lot of people do know but and this sounds weird, but I'm I'm just shocked that they never did like a Jewish History Month or something. Because they don't want like, you to know. That's the point. They don't get <laughs> if you know or not. They know they got. This but shit. then why do they get so upset when people like Kanye are confused and jealous of their power? And people say that hey, they're in positions of power and they own everything. If you say Jewish people own everything and are in positions of power, that's anti-Semitic. Yeah, they get mad. They yeah, get so. Hey, man, they so want respect. It's just weird. Like, I just feel like they mystify themselves in a way and then get mad at people's ignorance. And then I also read it was like it was called WideNet. It was an Israeli website that like the people who run it and write the stories are Israeli. And it was like, why are American Jews so rich? And like they were comparing them to it, it, like Israeli Jews. And one of the things that they said was they're their work ethic and their creativity comes from them being suppressed in different regions all over the world when they kept moving around and then but once the discrimination stopped they took off and it was like that 
kind of stood out to me because they were able to benefit from discrimination stopping for them. So I, it just, you yeah, know, because like, they're white and people, you know, like black people, you know, the discrimination hasn't stopped because they'll us. never be white. So it's just that was an interesting thing. You know, some people like um, the Ethiopian president, he like compared black people to Jewish people once and was like, see, Jewish people, they pick themselves up by their bootstraps and they didn't complain and sing songs in the street and shit like that. Because they're white. But he didn't he didn't like point out that discrimination stopped for them. So because he was just interesting about them not being because he doesn't acknowledge that they're white. And it was just interesting. Like it's just, I guess it's. I actually want to read more. Like I'm actually interested in the American Jewish history because it is interesting to me how they, like you know, have the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Steve. They got everybody, man. They run everything. Not everything, but almost everything. Jewish. There's Jewish men run Universal Records. They run Warner Brothers, and I think a British homie also runs Sony. They know and Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is the only uh, non-Jewish commissioner in our in our major sports. Yeah, Paul Tadleyboo might have been Jewish. Shout out Adam Silver. Yeah, he's a Jewish brother. Hey, that's the thing. They know how to ball in entertainment and business. Hey, you got to respect their hustle, but that's the thing. They white. So, of course, they can assimilate and become the norm because they look like the norm. So- but it also makes me, it also kind of... Um, motivates me and it inspires me and it makes me like instead of getting angry about it it just makes me be like man i'm about to yeah. i need to i need to boss up like them exactly be like sammy sosa and become a white man man bleach it up man no i'm not gonna bleach it up but it's just like That's what you gotta i mean do. of course the world we live in the world we live in we're gonna have certain ceilings but fuck that like you know what i mean it's just i don't know maybe it's more maybe maybe what i'm thinking is more for like the mentality that I want to instill on my children and shit. But yeah, I mean, you already, you've been practicing for a while. You got an alias that the white community likes and all that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know how to assimilate. I just say that because they don't say Jamal right when they call my food out. And if I order over the phone, I don't want them to know I'm black just in case they might be racist and try to spit my food or something. So I'd say no, this is America, man. Because don't when you pay with your card, it says Jamal Griffin. It doesn't say Jay Griffin. So they know what's going on. <laughs> Not if I go pick it up. Yeah, that's then true. Then they're like, damn, we couldn't get them. Oh, man. <laughs> that's hilarious. So you think what Kanye West said was a hate speech and dangerous? Yes, it was a hate speech because you offended people in power. If you offend someone, then yeah, if they say it hurts my feelings, then it hurts their feelings. And can't hurt people's feelings. And is it dangerous because of history and like the Holocaust? Because I think uh, Hitler basically kind of like blamed them for like money, greed things. And that was how he was able to use a lot of propaganda to start off his horrible campaign. Yeah, and you know, they said Kanye likes Hitler. He wanted to name an album Hitler. And shout out the West Side Gun. Hitler wears Hermes 10 drops tonight. I'm looking forward to that. Damn, you really just said Kanye likes Hitler. Yeah, that's what they've been saying. TMZ's been saying it. Uh, I think Harvey from TMZ is Jewish too. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They do well in entertainment. You got to respect it. Yeah, and they got in the cinema in the 30s, I think. Yeah, probably even before that, because you got to look at when it started. I don't know what Charlie Chaplin was, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was a member. Shout out Charlie Chaplin. That was uh, one of the legendary silent actors back in the day. With the Hitler mustache. Yeah, well, see, it wasn't, you know, acknowledged by that because, you know, that was just the way of Hitler. You know, he took it and because he was so gangster with it, it is his hairstyle now. Michael Jordan tried to do stuff with it. Remember that? With his mustache? Yep. But yeah, I, I'm just, I'm kind of, well, I guess I'm not shocked. He don't read, so it's just. Yeah, they did that. say that uh, there were theories that, uh Charlie Chaplin believed the Jew, uh, Nazis believed Charlie Chaplin was Jewish. Yeah. So he was going through things back then. Shout out Charlie Chaplin, real old school a legend. But yeah, it's just interesting. That I guess Kanye, obviously, he has mental health issues. And He's I think dyslexic. That, that's why he doesn't like reading. I learned that from the Drink Champs interview. That's I mean, why I have a little, I have a little bit of dyslexicness in me. Exactly. It's, it's hard for people to read with that. Uh, not really it's not that hard you just got to slow down when you're dyslexic yeah, it's hard you're... some people don't want to slow down that's why audiobooks are popular people don't want to be read don't want to read anymore they'd rather just listen to it you know podcasts audiobooks dyslexia your, your brain is just moving too fast like you're on one word but you're really trying to like jump ahead like three words yeah and in the day of social media people don't have time to read just tell me that's why he likes conspiracy theories just tell me the the rubbish I'm supposed to believe. I ain't gonna read it and do research. Do you think that he kept he got tired of hearing no, and then the people that he kept hearing no from happened to be Jewish, and he was just like, "Yo, I'm like, what do you think sparked this? I'm mad at Jewish stuff." I think he wanted to get out of contracts from Gap and Adidas, and he said. What button can I press where I can get deleted from everything? And that's the button you can press, the Jewish card. Shout out Michael Jackson. He made a song. They don't even care about us. He said, Kaikami, like using one of the terms that is offensive towards them, but he wasn't using it to demean them. He was using it to say, hey, you can call me this, but it doesn't hurt me. It makes me stronger because I know who I am as a person. The Jewish community didn't like that and made Michael Jackson delete that from their mute from his song. So I respect it. They have power. They use their power. They know how they want to be represented and viewed, and they don't play with it. So if you want to play games on their name, they'll delete you. I respect it. They don't play with it at all. Yeah, and because when you have the power, when you control everything, like I said, when you control the music industry, you can't control what is said. And the media. Comes out. Yeah. But hey, don't say that because that's what got them. That's what got them mad. Don't say we control the media. Don't say that. Are you Leo Cohen? <laughs> nah, I was the Alex Friedman, the guy that Kanye was talking to that MIT. I think he's a Jewish brother too. But don't I think, honey, you simple out your people. You talk about your record label. You simple mind. Don't use your simple mind. You influence a lot of people. That's what he said, little people. Not Alex Friedman, man. <laughs> that's my that's my poor Eastern European style. <laughs> was little people. <laughs> yeah, and then there's I think there's another black guy at TMZ 
that he said he was excited that, hey, man, thank God that Kanye, the majority of the people that listen to Kanye are black. And, you know, they don't be they don't be reading anyway. So it's like, yeah, Harvey Levin for the guy who started TMZ. He was born to a Jewish family. Of course, you know, shout out. And that's media. And also um, it noted in the article on Ynet, uh, Israeli paper. Oh, Lord. Um, you know, I'm just trying to say I. I they, somebody you be short. That's an Israeli paper. It could an be. Israeli. I looked it up. I looked it up because I want to know what I was reading because I was thinking like. But now that I think about it, it almost sounds like some Jewish people in Israel hate on the American Jews because I I had to check. I was like, who am I reading this from? Because this article, it wasn't bashing anything, but it was just making a little too much sense. And I'm like, this they like are they Jewish who's writing this? And it's an Israeli person and from an Israeli publication um they were saying how american jews are also like the least um religious um well you know america overall is the least religious out of many countries so yeah that's a part of it too shout out curb your enthusiasm if you ever see that show larry david is jewish and on that show they show how it is in the entertainment industry and the jewish community in california of course that's just a tv show that's not a documentary actual fact but he does show how culturally maybe we do some of the practices but we don't really follow it all the way some do some don't but you know that's america bro we don't really have the moral compass anymore they do a lot of traditional cultural events so that they can still instill that culture to their kids like they have like bar mitzvahs and shit still but they might not go like to the synagogue that often yeah but you know that's well once a homie turns 13 that's a quinceanera bro i mean that's cool yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah they were noting like they're, they're the least religious and um you know i don't know it just seemed like a little bit of like like hate a little bit like like they don't really go to the synagogue like us and they got more money than us so Thank you for your Jew talk. Shout out Drake, the king of the Jews. Uh-oh, don't say that. What, he's not? No, he's not. Who is? Who's the king of Jewish entertainment right now? It's not Drake or is it Lucian Grange? Yeah, him, whoever owns those shits. <laughs> well, he's the CEO, so shout out Lucian Grange. Shout out to your- Justin Bieber's um manager, I think. Well, Justin Bieber, shout out to Say a Nigger when you were a kid. Shout out to Lucian Granger's son for signing 6 9 and putting a lot of black people in prison. Salute. What's up, Justin Bieber's manager name again? Scooter Braun. Shout out to you, Scooter. Shout out to you for stealing Taylor Swift's masters, too. Yeah, they don't just do that to blacks, they do it to whites as well. Yeah, she recorded all her shit back, too. Yeah, shout out Taylor Swift. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Um, learn about Jewish yeah, thanks people. for your lesson, man. On- on on the Jewish community, man, I appreciate that. I just think we should oh, learn we about them before we get on. I just think we should learn about uh, their come up and their struggles and try to apply some of that hunger for ourselves. Well, you can try, but you know, like I said, and it says Scooter Braun um, came from a uh, conservative Jewish parent. <laughs> hey man, shout out, shout out, young Scooter, man. <laughs> you gotta get in the game, man. You gotta. That's why. Hey, man, don't let me get started. But hey, like I said, salute to Drake. <laughs> you Salute to Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, salute to him, too. And it's, you know, African ways. And salute to people just figuring out that J. Cole is half black and has a white mother. Salute to Maxwell for uh, 
doing that dance that he did when he was uh when he was body popping he was getting his eagle on yeah and salute to him for wearing that sequin suit trying to get his boogie on i thought that was the weekend for a second but hey man before we go like i mentioned west side gun drops tonight hitler wears hermes 10 lancy foes long-awaited album life and hell comes out Ooh. kodak black life and hell yeah yeah, what do you think? You think Earth is nice? No, this is hell. That's what he's saying. Uh, Kodak is putting out a project. Rihanna's putting out a single. And Ice Spice is putting out a single. Or maybe a project. I think it's a single. But uh, what are you listening to first? Right now, I'm listening to Big Boogie. He's a Louisiana born. I said out of the people I mentioned, what will you listen to first? Goodness. Oh. I think I'm going to check out uh, Hitler with Hermes 10. I like the other one that he dropped before this. Um, I mean, there's there's nine different versions. So I mean, this is number. I two. think it was the last one. It had to be the last. Yeah, one. the double album. Hitler wears Hermes eight. It was a double album. So yeah. eight and nine is in that one. Yeah, I like those. Um, I like the Gangsta Grills, number seven, I believe. Who's doing the Life in Hell joint? Lancey Foe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely bumping that. Only um, features are 070 Shake and he has 2K Trinata beats. Oh, him and 070 Shake, uh 070 Shake, right? Yeah. Or is it 070 Shake? I don't know. Well, I like her. She's very out there and creative. Um, so I'm excited. They're about to get weird on that song. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna check out Ice Spice. You know, I hope she can survive. <laughs> Even though she don't got nothing on Big Glow, but uh, I hope she can survive. Um, what label is she signed to? Yeah, I don't know. Ooh. She thought she signed to you. Thought I was feeling you records. Let me see. Is it Columbia? Because Columbia has been trying to sign more rappers recently. Let's see. Ice Spice. What? Who signed you, Munch? Oh, you hiding me? I know you signed the contract. Why are you hiding me? Hmm. Why did Drake unfollow her on Instagram? Supposedly, some members from her team were trying to spin a story that he wanted to smash. So I think he was like, yeah, like you fucked up. I gave you a big look and y'all are like doing this dumb shit. Like you out of here now. So if that's true, she's probably pissed at them and probably realizes that wasn't a good idea. If that's true. But supposedly, because there was rumors that he was hitting that. Of course, everybody don't think he hitting that because he flew her out and shit but suppose, supposedly the they were um some people from her camp were spinning that narrative true so. hey, i can't find where she's dropping you saw people bothering chloe because she said she's dropping too and people's like get out of here that's not nice yeah i think she's like the russell wilson of girls yeah they think she's corny that's a good point that's a nice way to bring it full circle yeah that's what i'm getting like we just don't want you to do Nothing that you're trying to do. I'm trying to How figure can a out. Beautiful woman, prove that she's not corny, though. Um, I, I was just about to say. I, I was just about to say that. I think you have to be like a good girl. Like you just can't try to be sexy and lick on lollipops in funny ways. You gotta <laughs> just be a good sunshine. Like a little B told us, if you a good girl, be bad. I think she just has to be like a more like a her. Because her seems like a good girl. Yeah, but her doesn't sell sex in her music. Well, not I'm not going to say that because I don't listen, but 
and her appearance, I should say, she doesn't sell sex and Chloe is trying to sell sex. So I think that's the conflict. Her yeah. sells her artistry first, her musicianship. She doesn't even let us look her in the eyes. I know that Chloe doesn't have the same voice as Mariah, but it doesn't seem like Mariah sold sex. Yeah, because she was dating Tommy Mottola. Look him up. You know? I know. I think he was. <laughs> you think Tommy Mottola is going to have his wife selling sex to you niggas? No. I'm just saying because Janet Jackson was selling sex. Yeah. That's the way love goes. Are you kidding me? Wasn't that after she broke up with her white man too? I don't know. I just know that song is sexy as fuck. Yeah, but you got to look. Like, for example. Uh, it's a sexy it's- song. It is, but you got to look at uh, when they came in, what who they were romantically involved with at that time. Like, I believe at that moment, she was dating some Mexican homie, Janet Jackson. She was married to a Mexican brother, you know. Mexican homie? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you know she doesn't like brothers. So Mexican, she do like brothers because she liked Jermaine. Well, yeah, yeah, that was that. But that's after that was after the white. That was after the Mexican homie moved on from her. Some Mexican homie. Yeah, shout out to you, Renee Elizondo Jr. God bless. Or she just got to kind of be like a Black Taylor Swift. What does that mean? I don't understand. Like Taylor Swift don't sell sex. Like Katy Perry sold more sex than her, and like even Lady Gaga probably. But that's the difference when you look at. Her and Taylor Swift are respected for their artistry as being talented singer-songwriters. Yeah, musicians. Her for her musicianship. I think, yeah, I mean, Chloe does. I think Chloe does play the piano. She produces, so she's a talented musician, too. Oh, yeah, Alicia Keys. Selling that part. That's the thing, exactly. Alicia Keys. She didn't sell sex. She did. She barely showed us her body, but that's the difference. And she and she's another one that is respected as a singer, songwriter, and musician, uh, playing instruments. So that Chloe can do that too. But she wants to sell sex. She has a beautiful body. She wants to show us it, and I enjoy it. I thank her. Janelle Monae didn't sell sex. Really, she's being sexy now. Yeah, Janelle Monet didn't sell sex because she didn't she didn't want to be a part of the male gaze. That's why she wore suits and carried herself a certain way. She didn't she, want to be looked at as male fodder. But she's showing it off now. Yeah, because she's she don't even do music no more. She's relaxed and she let us know she doesn't like us. Yeah, she told us that was crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's why she can do it now. None of you guys can have it. That hurt my feelings a little bit. I thought like, damn. Well, you were offended. You thought you could get on? I wasn't offended. It just really actually hurt my feelings. Why? That she's not interested in your ilk? Uh, I don't want to say that. That sounds like cancelable jargon. What, what your ilk? No, That's saying like, I'm offended that a woman uh, is not attracted to you. Yeah, it looks chooses to be with women. Like, that's yeah, like, it looks straight. Amanda Seals will get me for that. I think they got her out of here, too. I don't know. I don't really see her in the algorithm anymore. Yeah, for some reason, the cancel people don't even like her. She tries to cancel everybody. Because I think, you know, colorism and I don't know. Let's move on. But yeah, (laughs) but that's the thing, too. Chloe can't be like Alicia Keys because soul music isn't good for our age and demographic. Hey, man. So that just she sucks. Hasn't been a saw artist in a long time, though. She saw how the game was changing and adapted like 
talented people do. Because, yeah, the way Alicia Keys came in with her first album was amazing. That's when R&B was rocking. But, you know, as time changed and R&B fell away from the mainstream, Alicia Keys started to add more pop elements. And that's what helped her last longer. Like, This Girl is on Fire, all those songs, that's what helped her last. But, you know, I don't think Chloe wants to make that type of music. But I don't know what she wants to do. I haven't really seeing an interview where she explained her goals as an artist. So it must be tough because her whole life she's been making music with her sister. Now her sister's acting. Well, they both act, but of course her sister is about to take the leap to superstardom when The Little Mermaid drops next year. And then that looks like, oh, Chloe, what are you going to do? You just have to focus on music. I know she does movies too, but she ain't the lead in nothing on the level of The Little Mermaid yet. So... It's tough. I hope she finds a good song that, you know, pops for because she is talented. It's dope. I like to see women that play instruments and produce like that's tight. Like I like seeing Lizzo play her flute and rapping most city Don freestyle at her shows. We need that. Also, Alicia Keys did do um, Unthinkable, though, in 2010, and that wasn't poppy. And that's one of my well, it's shout out to Drake and 40, you know, shout out the Jewish brothers for blessing her. Yeah, because that's like I love that song a lot. Yeah, it's a great song. Like I said, shout out to Drake and 40 for blessing her with that smash because that could have easily been a, a solo Drake song or he could have given it to another artist. But nah, he knew he, he couldn't be on the like he couldn't have done that song that justice, but his background vocals are good. That's the thing though. At that time, Drake was still early. I think the next year he probably would have kept it because, like you said, that song came out 2010. The but same nah, later. Her early. vocals are powerful. His little the next ah. year, but that's the thing. The next year he made Take Care. Take Care. That's when he started singing more. He could have kept it for himself, but you know. He knew better. Like she, her vocals on that song are just. If you ask me, I'm ready. He couldn't. Yeah, he wanted to show I'm a good songwriter. He couldn't do that. I'm yeah, ready. I mean, but that's the thing. He could have flipped it in his own way, just like how he did with Marvin's Room. Marvin's Room, he could have sold it to someone else too, but he decided I'm going to use it for myself. We know Drake isn't the best singer. He can't sing like Alicia Keys, but he's good enough. Yeah, well... Think well. I think Drake is noticing uh, about Memphis rap that I believe in, and I'm gonna talk about that on the next pod. How I think Memphis is slowly but surely gonna take over. Yeah, I truly believe Got that. Gorilla, and that's it. Merry Christmas. Nah, Big Boogie, man. That nigga's nice, man. Hey, Merry Christmas, man. Check him out, man. He's he's nice. I've heard him before. You've you've been promoting him for over a year. He's okay, but you know, like you already know me. I don't really feel that Memphis rap like that. Unless yeah, you need New York fucking ass, Atlanta ass niggas to make like, like they need to make these kind of like complete Juicy J. They need to make these certain kind of albums for me to like it. And that's why Atlanta sucks now because niggas like you are forcing them to make these whack ass albums that they're trying to make. But that's the thing. I don't, that that's the thing. You can generalize. I don't like that real street shit. You like that shiny shit. But that's the thing. You can generalize all you want and it's good. It's fun. But I, I'm not a fan of any Atlanta rapper except for Future. You don't like that real street shit. You like that shiny yeah. ass shit and that New York. Yeah, I don't want that. Backpacking ass shit. Yeah, I don't listen to uh, 
the only street quote unquote rappers I listen to is Future, Pusha T. Yeah, all that backpacking um, that shit. And you don't stand on the couch in the club, so you oh, wouldn't no, get it. No. You wouldn't get it. No, man, that'll hurt my back. I got arthritis in my back. You got thought writers in your back because you're no, not. Dan's a thought, y'all. Dan's a obese. Obesity will give you arthritis in your back at a young age. It'll fuck you up, man. Don't be are you, fat. Are you a thought? Nah, I'm a man of morals and principles and values. So you never ran a train on, on a girl with your friend and seen one of your friends naked in a room? Nah, that's weirdo stuff. That's what we call foolish. So you're a, fa- you're a family man? Yeah, I don't do none of that. I never played football. I don't gang do stuff in community efforts. Have you ever ever played with your nose? Nah, I don't do cocaine. I'm a man of morals, principles, and values. I grew up learning about Len Bias. We didn't do cocaine. Are you going to keep everything kosher? Uh, Shout out to the Jewish community. I don't (laughs) know if I'm allowed to say that, if that I can. So, And if, if that offends you, I'm sorry. I just think that sounds cool. Like, they can't, I mean, they get mad about that. Sorry, man. I'm going to keep it halal. No disrespect. If they get mad about that, then it's like, come on, dog. Like, hey, man. I can't say keep everything kosher. I like kosher food. You got to keep it halal, man. Your name's Jamal. Hey, it's, that's, hold on. Is Arabic a Semitic language? <laughs> if Arabic is a Semitic yeah. language, I have a Semitic name. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Merry Christmas. Once again. Yeah. Happy, I mean, Ramadan, happy Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, oh. Arabic. Yeah, relating relating to or denoting a family of languages that includes Hebrew, Arabic, Aramaic. Yeah, I have a Semitic name. So Happy I'm, Hanukkah, all of that, man. <laughs> I have a Semitic uh, Adam name. Sandler. Oh wow, dang your name enough. Ben Stiller. Yeah, man. Shout the shout out Eminem. He's Jewish? Yeah, man. Do your Googles, bit. He's not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. He was white trash. It's like no. Yeah, Marshall Bruce Mathers. Look it up. Yeah. Hey, he's getting spooky, Jimmy Alvin. <laughs> I was listening to Tech Nine on accident. Shout day. out the Beastie Boys. Oh yeah, and um, Steve Rifkin, and jo- and Peter Rosenberg, and Paul Rosenberg, and Rick Rubin, and the two brothers that do that show, and Amari Stoudemire. He's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And shout out the Future for making a song called Black Drew. And on What's Up, Mate, he said, paid in full, I'm a black Jew. And they canceled Jerry Judy and made him stop wearing the Star of David. And shout out to Kodak Black. He's a Jew and Shine. Kodak Black's a Jew? Yeah. I think, but he likes voodoo and stuff, too. Hey, man, you can do a lot of things in life. Big Boogie said on a song, my nigga, he said, my nigga a dreadhead, but he not Haitian. Thought it was gonna be something good. <laughs> That's why I like them. They say real simple, uh, stupid shit. While all these Atlanta niggas, while all these Atlanta niggas is da 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 da. Puffing on zooty do 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 do. Shut your. How many? How many ass up? Say something stupid and simple on a heartbeat. That's all I need from you. I don't need you doing all this bullshit. Trying to be creative from that. Trying to be creative and shit. He graduated from middle school, bro. He said my nigga had dread, but he's not Asian. I thought it was gonna be something good. That was good. You the last hope for your city, girl. The way he said it, man, in the beat was good. It was dope. Yeah. It was better than da 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 da. Shut your ass up. Who is oh, Big man. Boogie? Who who does Big Boogie work for? Who's his big, boss? Big dude. Big dude. Uh, you know who his boss is? Mario. Oh yeah, he ain't, he ain't doing that. 
Oh yeah, before we go, what happened to your football game? Who oh, uh, the Ravens won. That's what's up. Congratulations. I don't know what Lamar's numbers are, but I'm sure it wasn't good. No, I think he threw for two touchdowns, no interceptions. So that's good. As long as you don't make a mistake and turn over the ball, I think they can't get too mad. Tom Brady's going to bounce back and whoop everybody's ass. And play yeah, well. Lamar 27 for 38, 238 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's pretty good. Nine carries for 43 yards. That's good. Uh, he didn't have to run too much. He got sacked three times, but Tom Brady also got sacked three times. Hey, not bad. And most importantly, they got the win. They're five and three now. That's good. And that also helps them out too because the Bengals, right? Uh, Jamar Chase is out four to six weeks. So now Baltimore can take advantage of that. Yeah, but their offense is ugly, man. I mean, you know, that's what Baltimore is about. Baltimore is never going to be pretty. You already know that. Baltimore is never going to be a pretty thing for offense. But yeah, like I said before, man, M-Town takeover, you know, it's coming. It's coming to a city near you. They get the clubs rocking. They get the parties rocking. People actually want to have fun while the Atlanta niggas, you just clear this, clear the crowd out. You can't dance to their music anymore. See, Jamal is too simple and wants to generalize. I don't even think it's that. I think it's Glorilla. She's the only one. Pop that- Out is a hit right now. Pop Out is move making ways. That's a song that I heard in Chicago, and I asked my cousin, who is this? He thought it was Finesse Two Times. So I was looking for this song from Finesse Two Times all year. How long ago you said you went, was it when you went to Chicago, what, earlier this year or last year? Yeah, this year, earlier this year. I heard that song Pop Out. I was like, yo, who the fuck is this? Because they was playing it. In Chicago and this shit was cranking. I'm like, yo, who is this? Like, this sounds like some real ghetto street shit that like I'm never gonna hear at home because we only like real polished bullshit radio shit. My cousin was like finesse two times, like who's that? I didn't know who it was. So I've been looking through finesse two times shit, never could find it. Heard the song pop out recently in the last few weeks, and I was like, yo, that's the shit that I heard in Chicago. That was it right there. And then also, if you notice, P Valley, all the music that they play on P Valley is all Memphis shit. P Valley is basically based in the Memphis metro, like that that Mississippi Arkansas shit that we were just talking about with Osei. That's what P Valley is. That Mississippi Arkansas Memphis shit and so all the music. Pop out song came out last August. It's over a year old and it's hot now. They play it on the radio here now, and I thought it came out in December last year it came out last summer <laughs> yeah. and it's hot now that's good that's why, he put, that's why he put out a deluxe of his album he's getting bigger now that's good for him man shout out big boogie uh who else what and other- he reminds me of young future on a lot of his songs what other memphis stars do you guys have all I believe is go in is in Glorilla right now. Who else? Well, Finesse Two Times is making a little name for himself. Um, little Double O's kind of doing his thing still, and um, that's it. But it don't matter. Niggas just gonna pop out of nowhere. Mark yeah. my word. It's what about the other girls? Do you believe in them? Gloss Up's pretty cool. Uh, K Carvin is alright. Um, they're all pretty good. The worst one, Slimeroni, and she's even though she's the prettiest one. Um, and then you know Drake's helping it out too. So P Valley helps it. Drake helps it. Glorilla. Do you Big think Boogie. he helps it, even if he never works with any of them? Do you think just by using the sound that's good enough? Because 
if the biggest artist is using the sound, then people will be receptive if when we do it. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I do. What do you think has to happen for Drake to lay down and join cocaine music group? I mean, collective music group. I think Drake... You better um, do a song with Glorilla soon. I think he likes Dolphin them too. Oh, yeah, even... um. Whatchamacallit, Ambition for This Cash was one of the, was it hit this year? Like, to me, they've had more club hits than the Atlanta Ooh. rappers. Yeah, they have had more club hits. I'll tell you. I'll In the last that. two years, last year or so. Uh, Ambition for This Cash, Key Glock. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've been doing it more than the Atlanta rappers. The Atlanta rappers are all like rapidly rap losers now. Yeah, they're all stars. That's the difference. when you're But this shit to- don't hit. And then yeah, but that's the when you're trying to make music for uh you know mainstream audience, it's gonna change than people just making music to make music. So they or don't to get out the hood. They don't but, have to worry about the machine requirements. But during their research during when they took over and for real, for real in the 2010s, they had the best party music. So that's the correlation that I'm saying. When they were better, yeah, they were better. They the best party music when they were on the come up, and then when they joined the machine, it changed. Yeah. Migos started making Deba Ranch songs, mm. <laughs> and I'm handsome and wealthy. That's and I cranks. walk in the club. Handsome and wealthy cranks. So it like is that. it cranks, but that's when they became corporate gentlemen. They that's wasn't a, making songs like Bando no more. I'm just not gonna hate on handsome and wealthy. Yeah, you don't have to. That's when they became corporate gangsters and they realized, oh, that's when people, I think, realized Quavo can be a star because he can make gentlemen songs like that. Don't know why I came. That makes people have fun. It does. It's a powerful song. I wish they could do that still. Well, they broke up. Shout out to Offset. Shout out to the Jewish community. Shout out to everybody out there. Keep it kosher. No, we keep it halal. This is Chopper Suit Convos. Jamal My name's Semitic. Yeah, he's Semitic. Woo! Call him Jay with your white man. Goldman you know? Sachs, boy. Peace. Shout out to Morgan.